Welcome to the Paleo Podcast. This is Troy. And Byers. And we are here with another edition of Late Nights at Blockbuster. We're here to discuss the 25th anniversary of The Matrix. Uh, we, we mentioned this um, on our 1999 draft um, that we were really looking forward to this one. Um, it, it was definitely one that had been kind of bandied about. It's not not necessarily in the same vein as Varsity Blues, where we quote it all the time. <laughs> and we're like, but it was just one of those old standbys where we could definitely talk about the Matrix for like an yes. hour and a half. Yeah, that, yeah, that would be no cool. Problem. <laughs> but uh, and here it is. Like you just kind of wait around for some of these anniversaries and they, they just come around and, and come out when, when the time is right. So... Um, Byers and I, uh, ever since we we put together our map of uh, of what we we're going to talk about this year, I think this one was probably the easiest one for us to uh, to agree on. Um, so we'll go through uh, uh, our normal categories, and we'll start off with uh, uh, written and directed by the Wachowskis. Um, they, of course, have done all these Matrix movies. Uh, they also did Cloud Atlas, Jupiter Ascending, V for Vendetta. Um, they did a screenplay for that. They didn't direct that one. And then Speed Racer. Uh, what is your... Huh. Uh, I know, right? I, I didn't know okay. that was Wachowski's at all. I, I, can't, I can't remember, but I know that this of myself. I can't remember if I got it into uh, Guilty Pleasures or not. But Speed Racer is probably one of like my guilty pleasures like more wow. recently a lot of my guilty pleasures are from like older days watching a bunch of terrible movies on hbo um during the summer that have no uh, reason being watched more than once um but speed racer like when it came out we saw it in the theater and i was like that movie's awesome and then i went home and read that everybody hated it and i was like i don't care that movie's awesome i got the blu-ray when it came out still have it uh watched it with my boys um they love it too so um yeah uh i you you, you remember i don't think i've ever watched you don't think you've ever watched it okay um, i don't know if i have nice uh it is ludicrous in all the perfect ways <laughs> that it needs to be that's what i'll say <laughs> Um, I won't necessarily tell somebody that they have to watch Speed Racer. I, I just like it myself. <laughs> I used it as an opportunity to throw in my love of Speed Racer because uh, I don't think we're ever going to do that in, in this. Jupiter Ascending, I still have never seen because it had so much vitriol. I had somebody tell me the other day, actually, it's not as bad as people make it out to be. It's just kind of, you can't get the stink off of it. Um, for a lot of people and so I think some people just didn't give it a fair shot and so maybe one of these days I'll do uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go in on that but um, it's going to take some some big time prompting because I've seen uh, who's the actor for um, uh, the Fantastic Beasts um, he, Eddie Redmayne yes he's the bad guy in it and i've seen a couple really? of yeah and i've seen a couple of scenes where he's just like overacting like crazy and i'm like i don't i don't know if i can do that um so yeah um cloud atlas did you ever watch that one it was a, no. it was a beloved book it was weird it was so weird like super weird um and it didn't uh it made all the sense in the world after the matrix movie oh, the matrix trilogy came out that was like yeah that would make sense that this is your next movie because it's just weird um dig v for vendetta um different strokes for different folks but um it's a it's a good anti-establishment movie so which is right in their wheelhouse so 
makes sense that they would do that. Um, we've got, I've got a short list of, uh, of people that we need to talk about in acting because, uh, there's just not really that many people in this movie when you get no. down to it. Um, we've got Keanu Reeves as Neo, Lawrence Fisherburne as Morpheus, Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity, Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith, Gloria Foster as the Oracle, and Joe Penaliano as Cypher. Did you see what I did there? I, did. I, I, I just I just took him right out of recognize my face. <laughs> just right out of the just right out. Take him out. Do you know what you know why, right? Because this is his, like, this is his movie. Like, this is his, like, one chance to, like, truly shine. <laughs> like, if you were to be, like, Joe Pantoliano, oh, the guy from The Matrix. But everybody else, oh, yeah, the guy from The Matrix in every other movie that he's yeah. in. Yeah. So, Byers, uh, now that I've ruined one of our categories already, <laughs> were you going to put him in there? No. Did I ruin it? Okay. No. I think we had this understanding that yes. it was just not going to be his his time in that. So, all right. Uh, what do you love about this movie? This movie, I can encapsulate this. My my freshman year of college, my roommate gets um, his his every every semester living with him, he would get his scholarship disbursement money, his 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 leftover money, and go buy something crazy, like not not too crazy, like. He bought a stereo for his car, but my, my very first semester living with him, he went and bought us a round sound DVD player, like the whole system. And we set it up in our living room. And what was the first thing we watched when we got the DVD surround sound set up? The matrix. Like this was it. You had to put this movie in, watch it on this big screen in our living room with the surround sound, be like, Oh, it's almost as good as the theater was. Cause this was just <laughs> the craziest thing you'd ever seen when it came out. Mm -hmm. Um, like so many things in this movie have just been like ripped off so many times. Oh yeah. Often even as jokes, like clear, like right. ripping off the matrix, like just homage almost more than anything. Like that's just what it is. It's like, I don't, I, I just stopped counting iconic moments to, to step on another yeah. category later on. Right. I'm like, Ooh, this counts. Ooh, that mm -hmm. would count. That would count. Cause th there was just nothing like it. We'd never, never experienced anything like this in a movie. Um, and it wasn't just visual, like all that stuff was there, right. but in the middle of it is actually like, I like this story too. Like it, it's, it's better because it has all this stuff mm -hmm. and that's what makes it. But like, Hey, there's, there's a nice actual backbone back here too. It's not all fluff right. and just showing me cool stuff. And so it's, it was awesome to watch. It's awesome for the, uh, I need spiritual metaphors and I want to talk about stuff. Cause oh my mm -hmm. gosh, mm -hmm. um, that one's just really good this time around. It's one of my favorite ones ever that I've gotten to do. Um, <laughs> I was awesome. like, I stopped counting like the, all of mine to. Yeah. To, there could be and, so many. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just doing the one I love. Like yeah. there's one or two that I just absolutely love. So we're just going to yeah. stick to those. But yeah, it's, yeah. it was like nothing we'd ever seen and had a story that I really did enjoyed in the middle of it. So. Yeah. Um, a, a, a small thing um, that uh, I love about this movie, I'm looking through the cast and it's got to be one of the, the smallest casts we've ever seen for like a movie of this size. Now, later on, like two and three are just going to blow up because of course, like, and we'll, we'll talk about <clears throat> why it needed to be that way with the first one. And then of course, once you get the money, you're just like, oh, well, let's blow this thing out. So, um, 
isn't that the sad thing is that like everybody always just tries to like, oh, well, if we had more, it's like, no, 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 no. Like, that's not the reason why this worked the first time. It worked because it was a very small idea and you yeah. made it practical and you did all of these things, even though there's a ton of special effects in this movie. Um, the I love the Lincoln Continental with the suicide doors. I'm not a big car guy. You know this about that me. That thing's awesome. I, yeah, I, I, could, I could not talk about cars for more than two seconds, but every time they like pop those suicide doors open. I was just like, that just looks cool. In a movie that everything looks cool, that was like the one thing that I just kept looking at this time, like, that car is cool. Um, uh, Morpheus's primal scream when he busts out of the wall. Um, and then um, again, whenever he like makes that, uh, the, the face whenever he rips the uh, uh, handcuffs off, um, just a lot of good, like visual, like it could have looked really corny, but Lawrence Fishburne uh, did awesome in both of those instances. Um, I love that he just kind of does this like kamakamaya, like out of the uh, out of the wall and into uh, Agent Smith. Uh, so that that's pretty awesome. Uh, and then a lot of movies do this poorly nowadays, where when when you know that the character is going to die but they, you know that they're going to bring them back. Um, like they did a really good job of taking this to the brink. Like I always forget about that. Like how like right there on the edge of your seat you are. Um, and then you just kind of remind yourself like, oh, they've been heavily hinting at uh, Trinity, like was told by the Oracle something and she's just kind of holding on to it. And then she reveals it at the last minute and then bam, there it is. But it's like, their execution on that was like perfection. Um, yeah. So just uh, something that just uh, whenever you come back to it, like maybe some of the other beats don't like land as well, but like that ending like is, and not the very, very ending, but no, the, the, the good the, ending. That's, that's a, that's an <laughs> epilogue. Uh, yeah. That's an epilogue. Yeah. So yep. this, this movie is so good that every time I watch, every time I watch the matrix, I almost always, if I have time, yeah, go and watch the second one, even though I know the second one's bad, just because this one's so good that I'm like, it's got to rub off something like something like surely it's better than I thought because this one's so good. Like, yeah, like I just have to keep going, even though the rest of the story is bad. See, as an as a Matrix two and three apologists, even though like we're going to talk about our most disappointing sequels next week. Even as an apologist, I don't go and watch them every single time. Not probably not. Well, well, time does not always allow me to, but when I yeah. can, like I want to. As soon as I like this one's so good that even though like you finish a movie, and I'm like, I want more. Yeah, like that was really good. Um, there's a, there's a there's a part of Friends where they watch Die Hard, mm. and they're all pumped up afterwards, and then they're like, Hey, we rented Die Hard too, and the, and Chandler gets out and goes, Dude, this is Die Hard again. And they're like. Well, if we watch it again, it's Die Hard too, and they're like, I'll just you know, that's how I feel like after I get over the major. I just want to watch yeah. it again or watch. Mm -hmm. Give me more, just yeah. give me more. So now it's surprisingly, um, I can't remember which one we talked about where we just stop after watching it um, pretty recently, uh, but it's definitely one of the trilogy uh, movies that I can. I can just stop after the first movie and be okay with it. And then sometimes I'm like, okay, I want to watch the whole thing. So, yeah. 
Um, favorite scene, what do you got? I, this one starts off fast and oh, hard yeah. right here. Just mm-hmm. trying to arrest Trinity. Like, that whole thing. Did they show this to us beforehand? I don't even, like, this was long enough ago that I don't remember trailers for so this. So the trailer well. does show her, um, I want to say it's like the run up on the wall. Ah, she yeah, does it right. in, that in sounds the, familiar. Yeah. yeah. Right. They don't. I don't think that they show the crane kick, do they? I don't think so. I think that would have been too much. Yeah. Probably. Although, I don't know. 90s trailers were weird, y'all. We don't remember stuff. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that whole first... Because you have no idea what's going on for like the longest time in this movie, the first time. Yeah. Um, now that when you go back and watch again, you see more stuff and catch more stuff. But like the first time that happened and you're just like what did I just watch? Mm-hmm. Like, what are we in for? This is like the crane kick, the like jumping over buildings. You're, you're kind of with the cops that are watching this going, that's impossible as they jump over rooftops, like running away. And you're just, they show her jump over the, um, uh, they show her jump over the, the, the gap between the buildings oh, on the trailer. That was that's it. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That, that sounds familiar. It's only been 25 years, guys. Sorry. <laughs> um, slept a few times since then. Right. Um, and also not slept enough. I have two kids. Um, so, but yeah, that first scene, um, trying to rest Trinity and her run from the agent and stuff was just awesome. Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, uh, High Fidelity uh, does this uh, top five thing where where they oh which is of course where we ripped our our thing off and everybody else does and they ripped it off from somebody else but it popularized it but uh, uh, track one side ones or side ones track ones uh, uh, is one of the categories that they do I think opening scene like that one's probably one of the cooler ones that like like if if somebody were to be like all right do that one that one's like kind of the first one that pops into my head uh a lot of it's the this and, and x-men too yes yeah exactly <laughs> yep those are easy you're like all right then th- what are we're we going to do after those right <laughs> yeah. um i have uh neo going to work and uh, failing to escape the agents uh, mm-hmm. even with the help from morpheus um this is probably the the man out of time of like all the rest of, this doesn't feel like the rest of the movie um and what's interesting is um uh, uh keanu reeves had like a a neck issue um that they had surgery from or he had surgery from and so they had to do something at the very beginning of the movie like that uh, that they were filming that didn't have anything to do with like the physicality of it uh, it's also why he doesn't kick a whole lot in the movie um and so um so this was one of the scenes that they did and so it it it, it definitely feels very different i mean of course it's the beginning of the movie and everything kind of ramps up uh at a certain point in time but uh this this still feels grounded in the real world, whereas like a lot of other things doesn't because of course the subject matter that you're dealing with. So, And ironically, that part's not really in the real world and other parts are. Ooh, oh, <laughs> um, the neck thing also explains why he looks so funny when he's squatting around running and talking on the phone. Like there's a couple of points Correct. in there where you're yeah. like, why do you look so weird? And you're like, oh, because your head almost fell off. Okay, right. you're, you're good. 
Um, yeah, that was my next one too. Um, I have the interrogation with Smith where Smith closes his mouth. Um, and you're like, again, just what, what is happening in this movie? They stick the bug in him. Um, see that, that was, that was very, I think I stopped right at the escape the agents and that one is not in my list because we're going to get to that one later (laughs) i just love their back and forth like there's some good like there is him and smith you're just i'm gonna give you the finger (laughs) (laughs) and then pauses to do it right and you're gonna give me my phone call um yeah i love that part so and then smith just with his what good is a phone if you can't talk? <laughs> I think it's not just all messed up. So, yeah. Yeah. I have uh, Neo uh, finally gets to meet Morpheus. Um, they have like the big exposition dump and he takes the red pill um, is my next one after that. There's too much to go through there. I think that everybody kind of knows what I'm yes. talking about when I get. If you don't go watch that. this, because like we, right. we, we talk about lots of movies on here that we really like but we understand that most people don't, but the matrix is on the list of if I meet someone who's of age, like my kids have not watched matrix yet, mostly because they won't understand it yet. My Uh, daughter would, she's not interested, but my son's 11. I don't know if he's there yet. Yeah. We did it last year when Xavier turned 13. Um, I convinced Lori that it was a, the first one's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we haven't touched the second one or the third no. one. Yeah, there's a little too much going on there. Well, yeah, if you're watching with kids, the second one's only like 45 minutes long because all the stuff you just <laughs> skip past. So it's probably a better movie, actually. It's, if right? we all watched it that way, yes. I probably like the second one more. Yep. Um, yeah, I had I had that one as well. Meeting Morpheus is awesome. You're right. There's a lot there. So you say expedition dump, and I'm like history lesson. See, that's that's because I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, yeah. I want to teach over here and here. Like exposition yeah. dump. It's a movie. Um, after that, I have sparring with Morpheus. Um, after he he gets to learn in. I had waking up in the real world. Uh, like I liked a lot of that oh, story that really building cool. there. Uh, I'm just like like the the copper top like he kind of gets flushed and then picked up and then like they they have to rebuild his body uh why do my eyes hurt because you've never, you've never used them used before them. you know and, and it's funny because like you're sitting there watching him like like a dead fish like uh like try to like swim and i'm just like oh yeah he has never used his muscles before so uh yeah uh, and then I had meeting the crew of the Nebuchadnezzar and going into the matrix with Morpheus. Cause they show him, they do the, I guess, were you kind of talking about that with the, um, whenever I was talking about Neo gets to meet Morpheus, um, you're talking about the history lesson, like, um, that he does that. I think that's where I was talking about that one. He goes into the matrix to learn about, uh, what has gone on. Right. Cause they put him in that. Well, like he uh, takes the pill and then they, they do some of that right then is when they gets the big history. I just watched done. this too. <laughs> I'm not trying <laughs> so to go off of like <laughs> off of my old memories. So, um, okay. No, that's when he gives them the whole, like, you know, they scorch the sky right. and all that yeah. stuff. And okay. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. That one's confusing. Cause you think he takes the pill and then craziness happens, but there's like a like pause where he explains yes. stuff to him first yeah. before he totally flips out and comes to the real world so 
but I like once once Tank starts doing his training. Yeah. And then Morpheus comes in and they they fight in a little dojo and stuff. Um it's just fun. Yeah. Um all right. Um uh, Morpheus teaches Neo about the agents. Uh, I thought that that was an important story building part. You know, I mean, he sees the woman in red. That's not an important story building part, but that kind of gives you reference to where like, hey, like do not trust anybody that's not on our team because anybody at any point in time could be agents. So like, I like that one. Um, I love going to see the Oracle, Um, meeting the kids, the spoon, going in to see her, all the stuff with the vase and, She's just so different than what you're expecting at that point Mm, in the movie, too. mm -hmm. Like, all right, it's been all this craziness. And then here's, like, grandma baking cookies. And you're like, right, we're slowing down a little here. What's Yeah, you expect something more like the architect that shows up in the the later movies or or in the the sequels, right? Yeah. Um, I had in between there, I, I really love the hiding from the Sentinels, like, I had the Sentinel, like, you probably remember I this. I had, like, the McFarlane Sentinel because I just think that, like, that visual is just so stinking cool. Um, and so I love that that scene um, uh, because there's just, like, it's not just the internal threat in the Matrix. It's the it's that, it's that threat um, in the real world that they're in. Like that they can't just be cruising around doing whatever they want. And so it's kind of this cat and mouse game that like the the anything that happens inside the matrix could lead them to figure out where they're at uh, in the real world. So uh, I really liked that. Like it wasn't just kind of like you could continue to have this like, oh, well, we'll just try to kill them in the matrix. It's like, oh, no, they're in danger in both places. It just kind of really amps up the suspense. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have the kind of the trap, the the deja vu starts with the deja vu moment where he sees mm-hmm. the cat and then they all freak out and they're like, you know, somebody cut yeah. the hard line and everything's blocked off and they're yeah. all, all the way. I kind of call that the same thing all the way through like where Morpheus jumps through the wall and sacrifices himself. Yeah. Um, there's yep. kind of a little break there where they go in the wall. It kind of, no, I like it. But, I like it. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. So I, that's why I like it. Cause it makes me feel good <laughs> that, uh, cause I was trying to like, push them together like i had been in previous ones and i was like no if if they're not in the same type of setting like <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do this so um i think that's the one that gets lost in in a lot in, in time because there's so many like you mentioned there's so many iconic uh, action set pieces in this one and i really love the aesthetic of that one it's like that old like derelict building and yeah. like it's just really cool morpheus breaks his head on a toilet right it's great and then you go gross. (laughs) just breaks it up like wow (laughs) that's impressive yeah um right after that one i've got the lobby scene the infamous lobby scene like all you have to do is say the words lobby scene yes and like 90 percent of people know exactly what you're talking about you know so um although like this time um uh, I have something that I put in quibbles that I was just like, um, okay, why didn't I think about this before? So we'll you're too busy that. going being an on, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're hooked on the music and yeah. Uh, yeah. trance. Yeah. Uh, I had that one as well. 
I go all the way to this. I have them fighting on the rooftop as well. Um, I felt like that was separate from the lobby. Agreed. With the helicopter, so it's like the yes. helicopter fighting rooftop on the to helicopters all one and scene. get and getting Morpheus out of the building. Yes, because yes. that's all continuous. Exactly, yes. I agree. Okay, cool. Yes, cool, cool, cool. And there's there's good stuff. There's some quibbles through some of those parts as well yeah. that we'll get to later. It's not as cool as the lobby either, but yeah, it, they that that's when the CGI kind of starts to show a little bit, um, but it's still like. The, the the scenes that you think that they would need the most cgi don't and so those look really cool like i don't know it's 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 still really really well done yeah uh right after that one i have the showdown between uh neo and uh and smith um uh basically ending all the way up to um uh right before they go they go to the epilogue Right, because that's one continuous scene. It's like they get I, to the I phone. split up the subway fight. You did? Okay. And then the hallway. And the hallway? Oh, okay. That's fair enough. I, the subway fight, I made kind of its own thing. Yeah. On mine. but That makes sense. I had them both on, on, on this list because they were both there. So Yeah. Okay. You're right. I'm combining things again. I did it again. <laughs> All right. This one's this one's really difficult, um, but uh, which one's your favorite scene? It's still the lobby scene, even though I'm I'm interested for what your quibbles are. I I can totally see where there's something, but like that's the scene I've probably rewatched the most. Like yeah. when you're just like you want to see something cool. I have shown my kids the lobby scene. Yeah. They have seen just that part before, yeah. and they're like, "What is this movie about?" And I'm like, "I cannot explain the Matrix to you. I can only show it to you." <laughs> Mine is, and I'm not just saying this to try to be a contrarian. I love, I know Kung Fu, show me. Like, it's really good. Like, that was... I really love, like, if the, just them in like the dojo and like, it's oh, just and I like, love everybody comes to watch on the monitor. Like, yes, everybody on the yeah. ship is watching. Morpheus yeah. by Neil, come on. <laughs> it's no, yeah. Uh, just it's 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 a hard it, hard choice to make but like that one's the one that i i really enjoy so um all right drax i did really good with this one despite the fact that uh i'm, I'm just gonna say it now the more that i like the farther i get away from uh watching this originally and knowing what I know about the sequels, the like philosophical pontificating stuff just like is kind of it, it rubs me the it doesn't rub me the wrong way. It's just like, oh, you didn't pay that off. So like I just don't pay attention to it as much and I just don't enjoy it as much, even though like the seeds were there early on, like, hey, this was kind of the thinking man's action movie when it came out, you know, so um maybe that's uh, i still have a little bit of things in here but um but not as much you know i don't know most of mine are longer there's not as many uh i don't have my usual yeah 50 million quippy one-liners as my, there's, still, there's still plenty 
but I got my quippies. There's still yeah. some quippies, but there's I have I have more I have your list. I have more exchanges. Than... Nice. He was like, "Who gave me Troy's list? Give me Troy's I'm, list. I'm monologuing over here." <laughs> um, right off the bat, I love the Smith Agent Smith shows up and the like police sergeant's talking to him. He's like, "Hey, I think we can mm-hmm. handle one little girl. Yep. I sent two units. They're bringing her down now." No, your men are already dead. Like, yeah, I can't do Smith, but it's difficult. I think only Hugo can do uh, do Smith. Um, that was exactly the one that I had. Love that one. Uh, um, I had Trinity and Neo uh, in the uh, in the uh, uh, club. My name's Trinity, and then Neo like looks at her and kind of. The Trinity who cracked the IRS D base, uh, which cracks me up now. Like some of this like hacker talk is just kind of like, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, and she says, that, that was a long time ago. And he says, Jesus. And she says, what? I thought you were a guy. She said, most guys do. <laughs> yeah. Was D base actually like some sort of lingo know, in hacker right? circles like, or something? I don't think, yeah. I don't think until I watched subtitles that I knew what he was like. Yeah, I thought it was some made up word and like, oh, oh. wait, he's saying database. He's he saying just database. Says I get yeah. it now. <laughs> Morpheus talking to Neo says, this is your last chance. After this, there's no turning back. You take the blue pill. Story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. I had that one as well. Um, I had one that was just a... I can't remember how close it is, but it was uh, before that one. Uh, the Mat- Morpheus and Neo are talking, and Morpheus says, the Matrix is everywhere. It's all around us. Even now in this very room, you can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. And Neo says, what truth? And Morpheus says that you were a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, into a prison that you cannot taste or see or touch, a prison for your mind. Um, so I had that one too. Im- you can imagine uh, why I wanted to, to talk about that. One that one will come up later for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> guaranteed. Right. Um, Smith, when he's uh, talking to Morpheus, actually. Uh, Human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet. You are a plague, and we are the cure. Hmm. Uh, Morpheus is talking about how uh, AI and the machines took over. Throughout human history, we have been dependent on machines to survive. Fate, it seems, is not without a sense of irony. Neo, when he goes to see the Oracle, um, Spoon Boy. (laughs) It's his actual name in the MVP list. says, do not try to bend the spoon. That's impossible. Instead, only try to realize the truth. And Neo says, what truth? There is no spoon. And Neo looks at him, there there is no spoon? The boy goes, then you'll see. That is not the spoon that bends. It's only yourself. It's kind of the cheesy, like, Mm -hmm. meditative, weird moment in it, but... I still like there is no spoon. So yeah, that was definitely one of the ones that I was just kind of like, nah, nah. 
<laughs> it's fun to say to your kids though and they don't know it what is, you're talking right? about there is no spoon. spoon can you hand me a spoon there is no spoon <laughs> what i love watching movies with xavier uh, and and everett and like seeing them realize that i've never had an original thought in my entire life and that everything is a movie quote <laughs> that's why you say that all the time yeah uh morpheus i didn't say it would be easy neo i just said it would be the truth we're gonna have a lot of morpheus on this list just so you guys know um neo sooner or later you're gonna realize just as i did that there's a difference between knowing the path and walking Mm, the path mm -hmm. i saved that one for another category Ooh, yeah um i already said this but i still am gonna do it again neo says i know kung fu Morpheus says, show me. <laughs> I literally, literally saw Chuck do that this week, rewatching yes. like my nice. watch, like on the same day that I watched The Matrix. Oh, and then I'm hanging cool. out with my wife and she's watching that. <laughs> and uh, Chuck's like, I know Kung Fu. I know what that's from. Um, the Oracle talking to Neo says, You're cuter than I thought. I can see why she likes you. And Neo goes, ooh. And Orca goes, not too bright, though. Not too bright, though. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Uh, that, one, that one set me this time. I don't know why I didn't like catch it previous times, but uh, uh, that's, that was good. Um, Neo, um, what are you trying to tell me? I, that I can dodge bullets? Morpheus says, no, Neo. I'm trying to tell you that when you're ready, you won't have to like that one. Like the first time you watch this movie, like just sent chills down your spine. Like, Oh, like that sounds corny, but it also sounds awesome. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Cypher, some Joey pants. Yeah, here it is. He's eating the steak. You know, Uh I know, I know the steak doesn't exist. I know when I put it in my mouth, the matrix is telling my brain that it is juicy and delicious. After nine years, you know what I realized? Ignorance is bliss. That was the other one. Uh, I was going to go with, uh, or I went with, I know what you're thinking, because right now I'm thinking the same thing. Actually, I've been thinking it ever since I got here. Why, oh, why didn't I take the blue pill? (laughs) Uh, Morpheus, when they're they're doing their their sparring, he's trying to teach Neo. He has a couple of good ones in here. The uh, do you really think that's air you're breathing right now? Mm-hmm. Is great, mm-hmm. but my yeah. favorite. Come on, stop trying to hit me and hit me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's almost like the uh, chef, like he's not getting to me. You're not getting you're, to me. <laughs> Uh, the last one I have is, uh, uh, the, and I'm going to talk about this in the quibbles, so I'm going to save that discussion for there, but I, I love this line where the agent right after he, uh, he dodges, uh, Neo shots and then Neo dodges most of his shots and he goes over to him and he says, only human and Trinity says, dodge this. <laughs> <laughs> That was, yeah, I had dodged this at one point. Um, I love Neo when he decides you're going to get Morpheus. 
says, I know they, and they're telling him tank and, and Trinity are telling me he's crazy. And he goes, mm. I know that's what it looks like, but it's not. I can't explain to you why it's not. Morpheus believed something and he was ready to give his life. I understand that now. That's why I have to go. And tank says, why? And Neo says, cause I believe in something. And Trinity goes, what? And Neo says, I believe I can bring him back. I should have had that one in there too. That's a good, good one to end on. All right. What's your favorite? Ooh, I don't know. I do love Morpheus's see how deep the rabbit hole goes speech with him. Mm-hmm. Um, although it's probably, it's probably the part you mentioned that comes before that the your slave in prison for your mind. Mm-hmm. Cause like I said, that will come up later. That's probably my, like, that's the one I'm always excited for because I'm just ready to have my spiritual metaphor talk right there. Yeah. there. So uh i i can't help but uh go with i know kung fu show me like that one's too easy but if i was to go with something that backs up to that um i didn't say it would be easy neo i just said it would be the truth so yeah all right uh recognize my face i already stepped on this uh i don't have anything here did you i don't either yeah like he was the only potential one that I was like, I started to put him like, but except he's not like in the matrix, right. Joey Pantaleone is not, mm-hmm. this is how we know him. Right. This is why we recognize his face. That's right. Uh, great name and casting. Nigel Harback. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's all I got. I, I was a parking I was, cop. Yeah. I was, um, and I was struggling. And then uh, Nash Edgerton. Is a resistance member. <laughs> that's nice. all, that's all I had though. Yeah, but like like we talked about. So uh, I'll step on it now. Like this movie had a sixty million dollar budget. Isn't that insane? Yes, insane. And so they they uh, uh, filmed in Sydney and just filmed with like a really small cast because they were just like, hey, we're cutting corners. Like they were talking about like like Neo's trench coat is like wool. Like imagine him like doing all that stuff in a wool trench coat that they got for like three bucks at like a flea market. Yeah. Like that's like how skimpy they were on this. And it just turned into a ridiculous uh, commercial success. So, yeah. Uh, who beefed? Does it hold up? Well, I gotta be honest. It is showing its age a little bit these days. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. It took a, it took a long time. Yeah. It took a long time um, before I Any felt that Any time that there's like like little green bits like that yes. they try to show in like people's faces, it just doesn't look right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some some noticeable CGI. Ironically, the second one has way worse CGI moments that look mm. bad than this one does. Mostly just one. Um, the whole run around the pole fighting a million times. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah, yeah, just yeah, looks yeah. like a video game. This doesn't look yes. like a movie anymore. One hundred percent. Yeah, dude, the, the technology in this one though just mm-hmm. dates it like yeah. gigantic computer monitors landlines yes. even the yep. cell phones that they use which at the time like <laughs> the bananas yes yeah. the bananas like you're just in 1999 you were like that was cool yeah <laughs> in like, 2024 you're like that looks so old oh my gosh yeah. we thought that was cool yeah uh, it's like looking at bell bottoms or mullets or something at this point right. you're just like People thought this was a good idea and that was cutting edge and wow. Yeah. 
I wrote down the internet doesn't go through the phone anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So like the whole premise of them using like phones and landlines just kind of is just like, but why would they do that? Like, that's probably what your kids would ask. Right. Like, what do they mean the hard line? And like, they have to have a line. What is that about? Um, and, and you mentioned it like screens and the internet always looks bad. Like no matter what, we talked about this a little bit on, on the chef podcast recently, even that one, like 10 years has passed and like the internet still looks bad. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, least favorite scene. I have nothing to put there. Okay. So the ick um in the interrogation scene for me where things don't need to go in people's belly buttons like (laughs) it's just not right like weird like eyeballs ears belly buttons (laughs) off limits gross stop it um so yeah Um, if i were to edit the movie uh the belly button bugs uh in and out like no thanks like it's just (laughs) making my screen crawl right now so you found something out about me today that's i did i did things i didn't know i could have been grossing you out for years right that's that's fair yeah but this this says something when like the the only thing we can come up with is the right that troy has for belly buttons (laughs) so yeah not that necessarily like that belly buttons although belly buttons are disgusting um because all they do is like it's a part of your body that collects lint come on right that's just gross yeah and and it's accepted that this is a a thing (laughs) (laughs) um but just like the sheer like something going like in it is i have to look away a little bit like especially the very end once it's just the tail like wiggling stop it (laughs) Oh, this is going to be fun for the future. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. I have no like aversions to any of that stuff in real life, but for some reason, like in this movie specifically, that has always creeped me out. Uh, Plot holes and quibbles. Okay. I didn't think about this till this time. Maybe it was the Uh, subtitle. I like this. Because I don't always, Mm -hmm. this is, this is a dumb little. How many times have we watched this movie? Right. Like dozens. Dozens. Um, so the guy shows up that he that pays him the two the, the white rabbit people show up right yeah. mm-hmm. and pays him two thousand dollars like he's a hacker who can like and he's just like oh yeah whatever this leftover thing that I have this guy will pay me two thousand dollars for it. like it's not even important to him this wasn't like a big project he can make like two grand a night no problem as a hacker why does he have another day job why right. he clearly doesn't enjoy it um, right. like. I'm just why why are you even going to the office? You, you don't show up on time and get in trouble there and what you don't need it. So I just had that question this time around. Um I also had never thought about this. What happens to the real person when an Thank agent you. takes over? That the was box? my question too. Yes. Because this this gets kind of horrifying if you start thinking about it after a little right. bit. I, I especially thought about it on the helicopter scene, the, yes. the dodge this moment. Yeah, because, okay, an agent takes over your body. And at first I'm like, that's weird. Like, do they just wake up in their bed? They don't know what happened. Like, what happens to this matrix? Just send them back to where they were. But then she shoots him in the head and it turns back into the pilot. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, did that person just die? 
like in real yes. life, like the real life person just died, right? Mm-hmm. Which means every time they kill an agent, they're killing real people. There's just like mass genocide of human beings all over the place. So by can we? Yeah. So can we get into the lobby scene now? Because they just walk in and kill a bunch of innocent civilians. <laughs> They were just doing their job. I don't understand why I didn't think about that until this exact moment. I didn't think about it until you said it. I know, right? Like, you're just thinking, like, hey, this is a cool scene. You're thinking we're that here they're to the free bad people's guys. minds and yeah. kill half the human population. <laughs> what they should have done was have all those guys be agents. And then that would, like, kind of absolve them from like hey we were just doing them like what we needed to do to survive to get to morpheus but the fact that they're just like regular joes that they're just like what's up homies (laughs) it's the worst yeah Uh, bad look for my for my guy neo and uh and trinity so yeah um that's so funny we found the same weird thing that i'd never thought about till we were doing this yeah uh i've got another one um at the very beginning so they don't do a whole lot of stuff in front of like innocent civilians other than uh mass murdering them um (laughs) sorry (laughs) terrible i'm terrible I'm, i'm terrible sorry um like at the very beginning, there's a guy goes that says that's impossible. Whenever he sees Trinity, you're like jump over. Why is there no Men in Black thing for the people witnessing impossible things? Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Right? Why do they have no flashy thing? Yeah, um, because uh, for the most part, like, and 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 for the most part, these agents are super duper fast. How are these guys catching up with them at all? Yeah. yeah. So it just kind of it breaks its own rules in that particular scene, you know. Uh, so. They, they needed sorry i just i I've, I've read percy jackson recently with my son because my daughter mm-hmm. loves it and she's like you guys have to read it um but like they have a thing in those books that's called the mist that like yes sex mortals yeah. so that they can't mm-hmm. see the crazy they see other stuff so they're not included like yeah. they need some sort of explanation flashy thing mist right you gotta have something where they're not yeah. just like, "Whoa, this dude just jumped from one building to the other." I guess like the easy thing is like, "Hey, we can just erase whatever since they're plugged into the matrix. We can erase whatever from their memories when we need to." I that's know. probably true, but yeah. Although that how, would probably like, hard mess up that? some stuff. Like that's part of the whole matrix thing is that you're just willing to accept this, and so like right. keep erasing stuff. Like yep. eventually, those are going to catch up. Like that's a whole other subplot where like. Right. You've erased my memory so many times that I'm having flashbacks of these other lives or something. Right. So there's some sort of weird echo in my brain. Yeah. Um, the helicopter scene, although I like, how in the world does he not hit Morpheus? Like he's just spraying that whole floor, taking out Thank three you. agents. Yeah. And, and you can kind of see him untouched. like, like you see the, the, the bullets like move towards the front of him, but he is, he is not going like up, down. He's no. going left, right. He's just yeah. mowing. He's just going. Yeah. Nope. Totally agree. Um, all right. So this is my quibble, like overall, like this is just kind of me, like, kind of dumping one last time before we go through our uh, little uh, through our rest of our categories. But the foreshadowing is completely there that this movie franchise is just going to fold in on itself with the weight of all its like philosophical musings, for lack of a better term. Like 
it sounds like really cool and really interesting, uh, but it feels like you met like a post grad like the first week of freshman year, and you're just like in awe of how cool and smart they sound until you keep hanging out with them, and eventually just you just learn that they smoke too much pot and like they're a complete blowhard. Uh, so, <laughs> so that's 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 my quibble. Is like I just. Like I talked about it in Drax, but like that was just kind of like my, oh man, like that part of this movie is just like, unfortunately does not age well. And that, that was kind of the the place that I wanted to put it. It's just a minor quibble. It doesn't make the movies bad themselves. It's just like, it could have taken it to like a whole nother level. And I think that's why the people that are really disappointed um, with uh, two and three are so disappointed i just see them as fun action movies at that point moving forward you know so yeah i i like that i have two more but i want to yeah. i want to slightly change i like your metaphor okay of, of but can we shift a little it's like having a youth pastor who's fresh out of seminary try and tell you all his deep um <laughs> philosophies on ministry and you're like oh you have no idea what you're doing. Okay. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. You had some really cool sound <laughs> inverse. Things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, there's one part of this movie where I almost yell at the TV almost every time. Mm-hmm. Um, right after they rescue Morpheus and Morpheus goes on the phone and then the phone starts ringing again. And this is the moment where Trinity decides to have a heart to heart with Neo about her feelings and what yeah. you know and then she doesn't actually tell and then she doesn't actually tell me they let Sorry. the phone ring like six you. times <laughs> like six times and i'm just like pick up the freaking phone like did you guys not pay attention to the anybody can be an agent they can come from why don't you get out of the matrix yeah. and then have the heart to heart 10 seconds from now where you can't die yeah um i just i want to yell the whole time it does set up the great fight in the right. subway and the crazy moment where like the phone gets shot. So she like barely gets away and then more Neo can't get away. So, right. and why do Sentinels have to rip open the ship and like find the people inside them to kill them? Why can't Sentinels just blow up the ship at the end? Like they're inside trying to get Neo. Neo's still in the matrix yeah. and the Sentinels are like ripping open the hole and like yeah. falling in the ship and there's lasers everywhere. Like, why do they have to be inside the ship to kill them? Why can't they just blow up their entire ship? I don't think they have any rockets on them. They have laser <laughs> beams and clocks. Why not just sit outside and just slice up the entire giant, Like I think that that's essentially what they were doing, but it was uh, they're a, like a timing, crawling around inside a, a timing there. And, issue. And, yeah. And apparently the Nebuchadnezzar is like 10 times bigger than I thought it was because it takes them forever to come close to them. With so. like, it's like a. Um, it's like a Russian nesting doll, but like a thousand layers thick. Yeah. Their timing's not quite right in there, by the way. Yeah. There's right. Some stuff. Yeah. So. We, we got it off. Yeah. They need to, they need to hire. But they didn't have an actual timer going. Consultant. So it's okay. Yes. Very true. Very true. They didn't say you have 30 seconds and then take four minutes. So <laughs> it was only implied. It's okay. X. It's just implied. It's not implicit. So. All yeah. right. All right. Anything else on that one? Nope. All right, uh, breakout performance. This is where uh, things get uh, crazy for Troy. <laughs> Hugo Weaving. All right. This is before he's in Lord of the Rings or any of that stuff. I completely missed that. Like, 
Um, obviously, it's before he's like the Red Skull and it, like yeah. all these other roles that he's great. And you know, I this comes in ninety nine. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is until one right? Oh, one. Yep. You got it. Yeah. So, and he's great. Yeah. Hugo Weaving's amazing in this movie. Yeah, that was a big oversight for me. Uh, did you have anybody else? I did not. So I feel like I'm going to have some oversights. Uh, I had Carrie Ann Moss here for Breakout because um, she shows up in Memento. Um, she has a couple of different things. She just, she didn't make it. Like she breaks out. She's in a huge action franchise. She's in two. I mean, it, technically she makes it because she probably like did really well for herself uh, out of two and three, you know? I mean, if we're going to talk about like stars, um, you can just be like, Hey, she's a worldwide recognizable star. That's Carrie Ann Moss from the four matrix movies, you it know, is. like at a minimum, you know, but uh you're gonna tell me something that i am uh, she did I, before this no no okay no i agree with everything you just said okay. i just took all that and thought i think she belongs in jeff goldblum well what's funny is we still need to go through the rest of the categories <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> but that's where i put her i can okay. see i can see the breakout but i stuck her in jeff goldblum because I, I think i agree okay. i think she does totally break out and become a thing yeah in this one and that's what we know her from, but there's yeah. nothing else. Yeah. Unless, I mean, the next best thing on her list besides Memento is is the four episodes of Chuck. Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> four? That's it? That's it. I looked it up. No way. It's only in four. That's crazy. You you would, you would. Like, I, yeah, I would have thought like Gun to my head, I would have been like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Julia Stiles, why didn't they make it? I didn't put anybody. I have Carrie Ann Moss. <laughs> in this category she both breaks out and does not make it she breaks out of this movie but this is we're looking back after 25 years and going hey why didn't carrie ann moss make it but we still um, know her name so she belongs in all three categories buyers we still haven't gotten to the category <laughs> yet <laughs> did you have anybody else you said you had nobody in julia styles i toyed with hugo here like he's barely in the Lord of the Rings movies. I think the only thing that pulled me away was Red Skull. Like, I think if he didn't have Red Skull, like I could possibly be like combined in those movies. He probably shows up for even the six movies. He shows up for maybe like what, 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. It's not a lot, but I don't know. It's a pretty memorable. Yeah. And when he shows like, oh yeah, Hugo Weaving. And I don't know, there was something else. I felt like on his list, uh, the owl movie with the, the, the legends of <laughs> Gosel no. or whatever, <laughs> the one that uh, I no, always forget the guardians of Dumbledore, <laughs> the secrets of Grindelwald. <laughs> Sorry. You used to accidentally say the crimes of Dumbledore. We were talking about those. I love like to say crimes of devil. I, I love to say that. That's my That's my go-to. Yeah. All right, Jeff Goldblum effect. Byers, did you have anybody here? <laughs> <laughs> no, not no. <sighs> I put Carrie Ann Moss. Like, we got Matrix movies, Memento, four episodes of Chuck, like I said. But yeah. I know who Carrie Ann Moss is. So, I don't know. Like, Matrix and Jurassic Park. Are we, like, on similar spheres here? Like, these are both two huge movies. Oh, yeah. Right? And so. That's exactly. Like, she was tailor-made 
for this. I have her in Jeff Goldblum effect. She gets them all. Breakout performance, Julie Stiles, Jeff Goldblum effect. So um, Carrie Ann Moss just won the triple crown. Of, I almost of put Acker her Awards. before they were stars. And then I was like, no, that's too much. <laughs> it would have been the only time that we could have possibly done that and, and made a case for all of it. And I was like, no, that's just a bridge too far. So, yeah. I like it. All right. Um, what about before they were stars? Um, Nobody. See, I put Hugo. I think I was blinded and I put Hugo here. Um, but I think that bef- I think breakout performance is right. Because like, is he a star or is he a genre star? Ooh. You know, like he is in our wheelhouse. A Matrix a Lord of the Rings Rings. movies and uh, MCU. MCU. Yeah. It's true. I don't know. Is there anybody in the world that doesn't hit at least one of those three that actually watches any movies? Um, You're right. Pretentious art house movie people that only watch those things. Yeah. I don't know. They watch the third matrix. They, Got him. All right. Uh, iconic moment. We're going to have a field day oh with this my one. Gosh. Let's, let's just trade them back and forth so we don't okay. steal them. Okay. The Trinity kick. The Trinity crane kick. At okay. The beginning. Yep. Um, I've got the dojo scene after that. I know Kung Fu. Um, I put the way that Smith says Mr. Anderson. Nice. I love it. I like it. I can't do it, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. That was better than me. That's all right. Uh, I've got the dodging bullet scene on the rooftop uh, with the helicopter. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and I got Neo stopping bullets in the yep. hallway. Nice. We did it. We did Good it. Us. Yeah. Um, I, I almost put the helicopter uh, like the where uh, she slams into the glass. She slams into the glass. I really like that. Was, but I'm like, uh, is that a? Cl-? I, I was like, we. Have I don't know. It's here. up there because it's like on one of those like the like THX. Like mm-hmm. the little preview things before, like when you had a DVD that had this on it and it showed yes. like little clips from stuff. It was that yeah. one. Yeah. It was always on those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Emperor Palpatine, Jim Carrey, Unlimited Power, Ober Actor Award. I had a couple random um, uh, Mouse, the Cyber Pimp. Yes, I kind of wanted to put there for sure. Mouse is definitely for here. Yep. Um, Cypher's creep factor is is like through the roof on this one when he's like <laughs> jumping in people's laps and talking yes. to them while they're in the matrix is just yeah. like yeah whoa and and the way he is with Trinity all the time it's just all the like, time yeah we need a restraining order here on the Nebuchadnezzar mm-hmm. please um yeah. and Hugo Weaving is just eating it up all the time that, in this that's as well. who I had yeah even I, though that, he it's iconic like I like it yes but it's still it's over it is the top. yeah yep nope Agreed. All right. Uh, technical cinematography nerd stuff. This is that movie. We say that a lot <laughs> lately. We've been like, that's not this movie. That is this movie. So totally this I'm excited movie. to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to mostly see the floor to you. I did find a couple interesting things that I liked. Yeah. The the opening action scene, that whole, you know, our iconic mm-hmm. Trinity mm-hmm. cranking took, they trained for six months and then it took four days to shoot that scene. I can imagine. Right. I'm like, wow. Um, 
And then the other thing I found that I really liked, they literally had to get laws changed in New South Wales where they were filming the helicopter scene in order to film it. Like things oh, they wanted they to were do like were like against the, the law. The city. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they got some laws changed. They, they were allowed to do it. Um, speaking of the, the, the Trinity, uh, that very first scene, I love that shot of like, um, like it's got her in the foreground, like really close. And like, she has her hands up like this and you see like in the crook of her arm, like the, the cop coming up to like, uh, cuff her. I, I don't know why I just like, I thought that that was a really cool shot. Um, the lobby scene and the helicopter scene are some of the most ambitious, action scenes that like existed at the time and have like influenced for better or for worse um a lot of the action movies that i mean they walked so fast x could run or fast fast nine could run where they like have a car go into a a plane at the like off of a cliff into a plane you know that type of stuff wouldn't exist without the matrix that's their fault. Okay. Is that terrible that I said that? Okay. Is this is supposed to be positive, positive about the matrix? No, but seriously, like those, I can only imagine how long those took, you know? Um, I did see something that, that, that last little like, um, piece of the wall that, that like falls at the end of that scene when yeah. the elevator goes, um, was accidental and they just left it in cause it was too, too good. Perfect. Um, this was like a really nerdy thing that I thought was like perfect for cinematography nerd stuff. This is the reason why this category exists. Um, all of the scenes that take place within the matrix have a green tint as if watching them through a computer monitor. And then the scenes in the real world have a blue tint. Um, and so it was used as a blue was used as a minimum uh, at a minimum within the matrix because the directors thought blue was more of a real world color <laughs> um which is funny because like blue is like the least occurring color in nature other than of course the sky is the reflection of of all the water um but the fight scene between morpheus and neo which is neither in the real world nor in the matrix is tinted yellow so i just thought that that was kind of a, a cool little uh cinematography note um uh sets from the film dark city uh that was filmed in 1998 including the rooftops buildings and other exterior sets were used in this film um the rooftop that trinity runs across at the beginning of the film are the same ones that john murdoch uh which is uh, rufus sewell runs across in dark city Um, both movies deal with humanity being kept in a carefully constructed illusion by outsiders which prompted claims that the matrix had effectively ripped off dark city uh, but if you've ever seen uh, either of those movies, they're very different movies. They're very, they're similar in tone and like um, they're, they're the tone, the genre, the look and feel of them, but they're just wildly different in other areas. I actually really like Dark City. I think it's kind of a, um, um, a forgotten movie. We talked about the 13th floor um in uh the 99 movies dark city is very much like this was like my jam like weird sci-fi stuff and i was like yeah i like this it's it's weird but yeah i like this and then the matrix was just like oh this is cool watch this you know (laughs) and that became more the, the more mainstream version of it even though it was heavily influenced by a lot of those types of movies so um 
anything else in uh, that category? I thought you said, yeah, thank you. I really love uh, right before Neo takes, uh, chooses the pill that you get to watch it in the reflection Mm -hmm. of, of um, Morpheus's sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. You can still see Neo's hand if you look carefully, mm-hmm. but if you're just kind of just if you're looking straight in the middle, which like you're drawn to, like you just see one pill in each eye, and so you're like, oh, "What's he gonna pick?" And but you yeah. can kind of just barely see his hand over by the red one, but it's still cool looking. Yeah. Uh, favorite song or score moment? So little Rob Zombie in the club. Oh yeah, which is a little fun. It's great stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. But my my favorite. Um, the very end, the only good thing I really like about the very end, Rage Against the Machine. Yep. Um, I'm a sucker. I'm not supposed to be a sucker for Rage Against the Machine, <laughs> but I am. I can't help it. Yep. So. Yep. Dragula by uh, Rob Zombie and Wake Up uh, by Rage Against the Machine. Yep. I yep. keep watching through the credits on this one, not because it's yep. a Marvel movie and I'm waiting for something else. I just want to listen to the jam an hour. Mm hmm. All right. Should I should I start um, with sure. a spiritual metaphor since you're gonna you're gonna see the floor? Uh, no, um, no. Go for it. No, I. There there are lots of really cool. So many things just in our lines, but I mean, there's there's the whole the choice you make stuff that Morpheus brings up with with the two pills, but also he has the, you know the I can only show you the door, I can't make you walk through it mm-hmm. line that he gives later as well. Like which pill are you gonna take? But the whole reason why we have to make this choice comes back to, I, I love the image and this idea that we're born into slavery. Yeah. Like this is so dead on. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to explain to people what, what sin is and how we are in it from birth, from the beginning, just go, have mm-hmm. you ever seen the matrix? Right. Um, that's what we are. We're all born into slavery. We don't know it. We can't taste it or see it or any of that. You know, it's exactly like that. Like it's such a perfect description of our broken nature as human beings. And we have the savior who comes in and goes, Hey, do you want to stay here in your sin? Or do you want to come with me to the real world? Um, and, and get out of this prison. Do you want me to free you from this? And, uh, it's so cool because just, just like that, like being free from that doesn't mean that everything is all smooth and easy and perfect anymore. Mm -hmm. Like Neo finds out very quickly and some people can't, you know, Cypher can't deal with the fact that this is hard. Right. Um, and yet, this is freedom. This is real life. Like you're not just a slave to this thing anymore. And he'd rather go back and be a slave mm-hmm. um, to all that stuff. And so it's, it's just such a cool picture of what it looks like to be a slave to sin that like, I love that metaphor so much in this movie. So that's my big, I'll just leave it at that. I won't go through all the various lines. No, I can it, just go for it. No, I didn't, I didn't write them down. Okay. I didn't. Uh, Cypher needs to read Hebrews. Is that what Cypher needs to read Hebrews? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, there's just so much in here, like you said. So, so any chosen one story like has a parallel to Jesus, right? I mean, yeah. Man of Steel, like Superman, is like com- like very firm in it, and like different different versions of it have different iconography. Like, especially like the Man of Steel, like Zack Snyder was like really overboard with it. Um, but 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 on the other hand like this this movie is just so rife with too many issues to call it like an allegory you know chronicles of narnia is like straight up an allegory you know it's like 
Um, there's just too much Eastern mysticism and philosophical pontification for us to be like, hey, this is truly what this is. But it's just so amazing that it's so deep and rich in a lot of those like Christian ideas and imagery that there's just a lot to discuss there. Uh, and then, and then um, as I was digging deep into this part of it, um, it's funny, like a lot of people were talking about how Gnostic it is like similar to our discussion uh, that we had on um, uh, the immortals. And so it's just got, it's got, it's got its hand in so many different pieces of the pie that I'm, I think it's just eventually going to touch on everything. So, but, but it's just amazing how it hits that, like you said, dead on. I had Galatians 5, 1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free, stand firm them and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Um, I had Morpheus talking about Neo sooner or later, you're going to realize just as I did that there's a difference between knowing the path and walking the path. Um, so that, that brings to mind Matthew 7, 13 through 14, enter through the narrow gate for the widest the gate and broadest the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it, but smallest the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. So very, a very like Christian idea in a very non-Christian, like patently non-Christian uh, movie. But I mean, their home is named Zion. Neo dies and is resurrected and uh, resurrected. He ascends into the clouds at the end. Like the name yeah. of their ship is the Nebuchadnezzar. Like um, you already mentioned it, taking the red pill is like being bored again. The old is gone. See the light, freedom from bondage. Morpheus kind of is, uh, this is my biggest stretch. Morpheus is like John the Baptist. He's the forebearer like, or the forerunner. Like, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Um, but even like the redheaded guy at the beginning even says, hallelujah, man, you're my savior, my own personal Jesus Christ. They're like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like yeah. we know what we're doing here kind of thing. I don't know. So it's all, it's all very like, like you said, use it in the way that you need to, but throw all the stuff out like that just doesn't even come close. So, yeah. Uh, Dan Brown why, and uh, and yeah. and uh, Leonardo da Vinci think that uh, Trinity is Mary Magdalene. Then, right? Is that how we continue the <laughs> metaphor? Oh. Only if it's the last temptation of Christ. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Willem Dafoe movie, like easily mixed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, random thoughts. Dude, there were so many casting what ifs that just seem oh, yeah. hilarious it's, it's at this point it's, because it's fun. This is yeah. such a well casted movie when it mm -hmm. when it's all said and done. Like I just I couldn't even imagine any of the other people they talked about. People like Will Smith and Brad Pitt, uh, Johnny Depp was maybe mm -hmm. I can see aesthetically like what you're going for. Like okay, I can see where you think of him when you were casting. Yeah, um, I saw Val Kilmer as both yeah. Neo. And, and Morpheus, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, my favorite, though, I saw one that said that Sandra Bullock. <laughs> she uh, would have been so awful as, as Trinity. Trinity. Um, yes. And what was funny was that was in what I was reading. It was it was that that was at a point where they were talking to Will Smith, mm -hmm. who chose to do Wild Wild West. Yeah. Um, but also for other reasons, not just to do Wild Wild West. Mm -hmm. to, but Sandra Bullock didn't want to do it because she heard Will Smith was going to be in it was was yeah. the reason that I read on the thing. And I'm like. I cannot even picture that at yeah. all. Like, seems like a very, very just, weird. This, this movie. movie is way too gritty for most of those people to have been in. Mm -hmm. So, 
That was my only random thoughts was just the hilarious casting yes. what ifs that are out there on the internet are just that was a really good job of uh, hitting all of them too. Uh, who would, who do you think you said Johnny Depp would have been yours? Maybe that's the only one that like, I can, I can at least see when they were casting, like why you would think it would work. Yeah. I don't think it would. I think Kilmer's just a little too old. Yes. He, he has the right idea. Like he would play it like Jim Morrison, uh, in the doors. <laughs> yes. In the yes. Doors. Yeah. Totally. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that everybody else. I mean, I think Pitt can do anything that he wants to do. I think that it's he, true. He is. He has surprised out. us all many yeah. times over. But yeah, but. Johnny Depp would be a big no for me. Will Smith would have been a big no for me too. You know, so like Will Smith can do a lot of things, but like I think he would have missed it in this movie. Yeah, um, I already talked about it being. Uh, filmed in or you talked about it being filmed in uh, australia uh, they did that to keep the budget at 60 million dollars the movie would have cost 180 million if it was or it was budgeted for that if it was a u.s based production um and so one of the things that i saw is that like they couldn't find like rundown old like buildings that we have in america like so they had to do all of those like and you notice that they kind of reused the same set in a and they'll, they'll like they shot it in a different angle a couple of different times so um you mentioned or i mentioned and you mentioned the uh, Keanu Reeves suffered a two-level fusion of his cervical spine, which had begun to cause paralysis in his legs, requiring him to, requiring him to undergo neck surgery. And he was still recovering during pre-production, um, but insisted on training. And so uh, the, the, a lot of it was like he wasn't able to to kick for two out of the four months of training. And they thought that they were only going to get away with like a couple of weeks of training and they ended up doing four months. If you've ever had an opportunity to go and see some of the, they call it wire foo, like is, was like kind of the, the term that they, they coined from this, like a lot of practical looking like, um, uh, uh, stunts with the real people, uh, because they had them all on wires and now it's just like, everybody does it all the time for things that they're not going to do CGI. So, but. all right. Um, that's a, that's about it. Uh, whose movie is it? I was tempted to go Hugo weaving because agent Smith like is a really iconic. It really film. is. Yeah. When, when I still remember when the sequels were coming out, I remember sitting at Del Taco the weekend. I think it was the first one. Uh, well, the second, the first sequel, Okay. Sorry. And three dudes walk in dressed as Agent Smith like they were on their way to the movie. Oh, wow. And I'm just like, what is up with... And then it took us a minute to realize, oh, they're Agent Smiths. They're going to the Matrix. Okay, I get it yeah. now. <laughs> um, but it's Keanu. Like, this... Yeah. This probably changes the dialogue on him, too, a lot as an actor. So, that right? was exactly what I was going to say. So, so like, we... We couldn't put Keanu in any of our categories, but this is exactly no. what, I, what I wanted to talk about as we get into um, like this movie. It totally changes the trajectory on him because you think of him as like speed, point break, like speed probably gave him like a little bit of credibility because he was the guy from Bill and Ted uh, yeah. movies, like the stoner, the goofball. Um, like 
Bram Stoker's Dracula didn't help with that. Uh, neither did like movies like The Devil's Advocate. Um, so what else? Like Parenthood. He was like a dork in Parenthood. I think the thing that really like let him. Uh, oh, he was in My Own Private Idaho with River Phoenix, and that was like a big indie movie. So like, and Much Ado About Nothing. Uh, with Denzel. And so everybody was like, ah, oh, he can act a little bit. And then he makes Johnny Mnemonic. What's funny is, is this movie doesn't almost doesn't get made because of Johnny Mnemonic. People were <laughs> like, like talking about like, Hey, sci-fi doesn't work like hard sci-fi. Like just, it's not successful. And like this, like completely kills that. Um, he had bombs like chain reaction with Morgan Freeman. Um, Welcome to why you're not getting a Keanu Reeves top five uh, right. next week on the pod. We're going different yeah. direction. So yeah. So, but after that, he he kind of hangs around a little bit longer, right? He gets back into the rom coms with Sweet November with Charlize Theron, which is like like really bad. <laughs> but then you get the movies like Hardball whenever they're still making those, like in the early 2000s, like which we love. So. Yeah. Like, there's no way that that movie's getting made these well, like, days. You know? What are we on? Four John Wick movies now? Exactly. Those like, don't exist. Like, not right. with Keanu in them. Correct. Like, he's not doing that if he hasn't done the yeah. Matrix already. No. Yeah. So he kind of goes, he kind of bounces back and forth between a couple of different things. He does like uh, uh, Richard Linklater movies, like A Scanner Darkly, and like crazy stuff like Street Kings, which is kind of an okay movie. <laughs> I hate to say that, <laughs> but then he kind of gets, it's an interesting, he hangs around for a lot longer and then he just becomes this icon. Like everybody yeah. loves Keanu Reeves, you know? So not many um, people can star in a movie named after them. Right. Like he just, it's Keanu and we yeah. just know, Oh, it's about Keanu Reeves. Like just well, doing stuff. There was this Netflix movie where he like played himself um, Lori watched it. I can't remember what the name of it was, but like, I was just like, is that Keanu? I was like, what's Keanu doing in this weird Netflix movie? And Lori was like, he's playing himself. And I was like, what? And I sat down and watched like that, like scene. And I was like, okay, that was stinking funny. Like and he could just do stuff like that, you know, but before this movie, and I think even like speaking of the trailer, kind of wrapping a, a big bow on that from the very beginning, he says, whoa, like at the beginning of the trailer or in the middle of the trailer and everyone was like, Oh, here it is. Here's Keanu doing his dude bra surfer thing. And like, it's just not going to be a serious movie. And like, it was so taken out of context that it's like not even funny, you know? So, yeah. But I'm glad we had that conversation. Cause that's exactly what I was going to mention was I think that this really changes like, he was kind of on his way out. I think, I think that he had, he'd gotten a lot of chances um, and we wouldn't have a, a, a ridiculously awesome movie like the replacements, if not for <laughs> the matrix. So, I don't know. He might've still made the replacements, but that would have been definitely. like the top of the list. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's all you would have seen him in though. Like was that kind of stuff. It, it changed. That's a question that I would love to ask him. Hey, were you already signed on for the, the replacements <laughs> after he, <laughs> before you knew that the matrix was going to hit big. <laughs> uh, let me, let's see the timing on that. It was it 2000. I thought it was like 2005. No, it's 2000. Ooh, so it see, might yeah, he was. be. Yeah. He was that's funny. That's awesome. 
Yeah. That was the, all right, I did this matrix thing. It's kind of weird. I think I it could be awesome. Gonna, yeah. I'm going to make this, this, this replacements movie while I'm waiting. Yeah. See, see how that goes. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we have for the matrix. We hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you think. Uh, uh, for your uh, categories uh, on our f- uh, Facebook page at the Phileo Podcast or on our Instagram, you can leave a comment there at Phileo Podcast, all one word, all lowercase, or shoot us an email at phileopodcast at gmail.com. Great job, buyers. Good brownies. Good brownies. Good brownies.